0: One man, one mission, to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting, once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, unplugged and unleashed.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Brian Timney here, and welcome on to today's podcast. And I have Robert Goodman with me. Welcome, Robert. Thank you very much. Good morning, folks. Um, so, Rob, um, I want to talk about um, the two major – well, really, they're the, I think that there are only two ma- two ones worth talking about – creative thresholds. Now, what mm. do I mean by a creative threshold? I don't know. Um, well, this was really – um you know going back to the work of um nikolai demidov ventangov they started to to notice that the major problem or the major things that that, that an actor had to overcome wasn't particularly Learning how to become a character, or how how to you know work um, within um, you know create emotion even, or how to work within imaginary circumstances. They said that all of these things we can naturally do pretty well. Okay. Um, and ever since we've been young children, we've our natural instinct is to be able to do these things pretty easily. And actually, even in everyday life as adults, we're continually shifting and moving our own personas in order to deal with different situations. So they said, look, and generally speaking, people are kind of set up already to be able to enter into these aspects. But the two aspects that they don't deal with on a regular basis that they have to overcome as an actor, one is the audience and the second is playing a character. Now, they said that in, in both of these aspects... There is fear associated to it, and that's what causes the actor to change and interrupt the process that they could naturally do if, if there was, for example, nobody there or they weren't playing a character. They get in their own way. Yeah. So the first one is... <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first one is the, the audience threshold. So the, the idea is that as soon as the actor begins to be observed, even by one person, they start to change. They start to modify their behaviour, they try to play the character, they try to, to show that audience that, that they're playing a character and this is the way the character is. They start to mm. find it more difficult to, um, to, to enter into true emotion. But
0: we're not going to act always as if unobserved, are we? Because characters are observed. If, we're, like, if, if this was a scene now in a movie... Yeah, and we're playing roles as Rob and Brian toward doing a podcast. Yeah, then you are observing me, and I am observing you. But we're so,
1: but we're we're not observing each other as audience members. We're we're, we're in it together.
0: We're observing each other yeah, in life. Yeah, in life, which is
1: like a normal state in life. Mm-hmm. Right? The where it becomes a false state or an artificial state is was if somebody came in here now and say five or six people came into this booth and and sat here watching us, mm. that would alter. Could potentially because we were so experienced, maybe not Rob, but it could no. potentially alter our um the way that we're doing things and the way that we're, we're interacting because we're being observed. You know, they, they say in the personal training industry that if you just watch somebody working out, that they'll work like 10 20% harder just because they're being observed. So, but
0: if this happens in life, if this happens in life, in life, when when people in life are uh, uh, behave slightly differently, if they're aware of them. That they're being observed, then why wouldn't a character uh, uh, behave differently? Because a character's not being observed.
1: observed. A character's not being observed.
0: They are by the other people in the scene. If the other people in the scene were, were, if we're um, replicating real life.
1: Yeah, but that that would um, in real life. For example you have an interaction with one other person you're right that you're only altered from the point of view is that what is your perception of that person and what is their perception of you and the circumstances you're in but if the, the character, for example, suddenly became observed by an audience, you, you'd need okay. to play the change that happened to the character because they've been watched.
0: So it's almost a sort of a created observation. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's yeah. like It's, it's a different like, type of observation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. it is a different yeah. type of observation. You're okay. right, it's still an yeah. opposite, yeah. but it's a different type. It's not like somebody's observing you from the outside. They're, you're in it together, mm. watching and looking at each other, which mm. we do all the time in everyday life. As soon as we get up in the morning and we start interacting with people, that's what we do. So that's a normal state for the human being and condition and that's what we do all the time. But what we don't have is a bunch of people sitting on the outside watching us do that. Okay, yeah. Okay, and yeah. and that, by the way, if we did to have that, mm. that would probably alter our behaviour. If we had you had, say, ten people that followed you around all day watching what you did, not interacting with you, just watching what you did, you would change your behaviour. You would do things differently.
0: You do things the way you think they want you to do it.
1: Right. Yeah. So mm. That is the big problem for the actor. Yeah. Is they have to overcome that threshold. They have to overcome the idea of, well, even if I'm being watched, I can still operate and conduct myself as if I'm not being watched, but I accept that I am being watched. And that, that's where the, the big challenge is. And um, and I think that actually many mythologies don't deal with that fully. It's, like, it's almost like the actor's told, forget that the audience are there, um, and enter into this imaginary world a hundred percent, or as much, you know. Yeah. And, and actually, that's impossible to the achieve. The old thing
0: to say: alienate the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Except if you're doing Brecht, of course, in which case you don't alienate the audience. But, but, yeah. um, but. But uh, which is a different whole different, yeah, style, no, it's no, whole no, different style. That's
1: that's interesting yeah, that style yeah, because yeah, yeah. actually in a way of accepting the audience yeah. can almost um, allow mm. you to, to free yourself and become more creative. Well I mean I've always
0: I, I, I've always sort of thought actually that there's no such a thing as the fourth wall. No, I agree. Uh, be, I agree. Be, be, because that's a lie.
1: I think, I, I think the the, the, con- the idea of the fourth wall, I agree with you. It, the audience are there. They are so, there. So, you so, have so, to accept so, that. So know they're yeah. there, yeah. But I think the idea for the actor um, of the fourth wall is interesting because it allows them to understand that concept where, yeah, you're being watched, but you shouldn't operate as if you're being watched. You should operate as if the way that you always would do in, in real life. Um, and by the way, when I say it, in every, every, I don't mean... You know, I I know there's a heightened reality potentially to to stage work, for example, but not probably not for too much for film and TV. But even that heightened reality is what you could normally naturally do as a human being, Um, but you would inhibit because you think, oh, wait a minute, if I do this action, it seems too over the top or it seems too too much, what would the audience think? And that then inhibits that impulse or that reaction. So uh, I believe that any sort of... Approach to acting mythology has to overcome this idea of of the audience. Um, and when I say overcome, it's probably more about it's about accepting it and being able to operate un, under it. Um, the other aspect is um, the character threshold. And what I mean by the character threshold is that again, actors are usually told you've got to be in this character hundred percent, and if you step out of character or drop character then you are sort of revealed, you're you know, almost, you're, you're revealed as a fraud. You know, you haven't, you're not in character anymore. So therefore you're revealing you and that is wrong.
0: Well, I think what we have to do is ask ourselves the question, uh, which goes back to a previous podcast. I can't remember if it was the last one or the penultimate one. Ask yourself the question, what, what do you mean by character then? Who, who, mm. what, 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 what's the character then? What is this character you talk about? Um, you know, I mean, I contend, another one of my crazy contentions about acting, is that there is no such a thing as a character. The character doesn't exist. There is no character. Mm.
1: Um, well, so, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the character can only evolve through you. Yeah. So here's what, um, you know, the, the an actor needs to... The level, the, the the point that an actor needs to achieve, in my opinion, is that if they do unconsciously or consciously step out what they think is step out of character from an audience perspective they probably see no change whatsoever the audience don't know it's what's only going on. the change in the the actor's yeah. experience so here's the thing is that they have to allow themselves an, on occasion or, or to drop character from and what i mean by dropping character is that if suddenly they become aware of themselves. You know that I'm saying. You know, say we were playing a scene, Just here, right? so and then suddenly you become, yeah. avail- I become, uh, you know, conscious of Brian, right? Rather than the character I was going to play. <laughs> Instead of making that wrong, mm. I would make that right. I would go, yeah, okay. I'm suddenly aware that I'm, I'm, me as Brian here. Well, what's the difference
0: this- between Brian and the character you're going to play? There's no difference because the character you're going to play is an aspect of Brian. Correct. And so, yeah. yeah.
1: But I think that again, Rob, it's like um, a lot of what's. Proliferated into the media and act and, and acting at large, and most of the drama schools will, will tell you this is the way you got to work. Is that the the idea of of becoming you, or suddenly revealing you, um, or your experience you? Within a character, they they tell you that's wrong. Well, and, they're wrong. To yeah, say Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. But they, they kind of that's that's kind of what's pushed out there because they think, well, you can't you can't reveal you. Um, well, but they actually, think, they
0: think you can be somebody else. I mean, they're, mm. they're, there's there's the old cliched expression. I don't know whether it is cliched. Actually, I've never heard it before. But um, of you can't be somebody else. Everyone else is taken.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. You know, <laughs> no. But I think the, the the what this causes in the actor is fear. They yeah. have. Then they go into a scene thinking, "I can't drop character. I can't drop character. Oh my god, I'm not thinking like the character." And then suddenly, there's this fear and panic sets into what they're doing, and suddenly it's just like that is overwhelming. That is becoming what they're doing. They're not becoming creative anymore. They're just trying to get through the panic.
0: Well, you see, so you're not finding a character at all, are you? There's no such a thing as working on the character. You're not finding a character. What you're doing is you're becoming an aspect of yourself. You're, you're, you're finding an aspect of yourself that fits. That fits what the playwright has written or the screenwriter has written. You're finding an aspect of yourself. That's all you're doing, and um, and, and 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 that's it. Yeah.
1: I think yes. within that you're still, you know, you're still investigating the circ- given circumstances. or the I'm, imaginary world of the character. It's
0: why I became an actor because it gives me a chance to explore these aspects of myself that I wouldn't normally be yeah. able to explore, and uh, thus it's a journey of self-discovery. That's why I became an actor because I want to know myself. Yeah. self discovering and and and, uh, and 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 that's what it is. Thank God. Because I, how can I, I? I can't. I can't become somebody else. Okay, you know. Friends of mine in the past have said you're a bit of a lycanthrope, Rob. Bit of a werewolf. You know, you change. You you're a shapeshifter. Well, that's what we are as actors. We're shapeshifters. We yeah. are actually lycanthropes. We're shapeshifters. We we become something else. Yeah. But 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 we're not actually becoming something else, it's coming from inside of us.
1: Yeah. And so so I think the actor actually can create instant change um, within their work, doing a scene or whatever, without having to, to think... Um, overthink it or to to worry about dropping character. They, organically yeah. it begins to happen because yeah. unconsciously you know everything about the character, their background, their history, the given circumstances. You don't need to think about any of that when you start to work. It, really what you want is enter into a creative um, way of being so that it releases all of that and you can work creatively. So those are the two things that I, I've actually... Um, and this is something that I've been working on more and more over the last few years um, as I've talked in previous podcasts into um, in what I've called my enhanced method, mm. which is allowing these... Which is, you know, Demidov and Ventangov who existed side by side with Stan but then created their own work, organic way of working, into um, the method. Because I think that these two creative aspects... I have seen more and more and and the more that I've worked on it over the last three years I would say is that is, if you can get the actor to overcome those two thresholds, their natural instincts their ability their creativity goes through the roof and it's 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 funny because like it's the two things that actually most I would say that most drama skills acting skills acting teachers they they'll say it's a they they, they know they understand that it might be an issue but the the way that they try and get the actor to overcome it. Is wrong because they try to force them into, um, you know, character, or they try to force them to forget about the audience, um, rather than actually yeah. working in a certain way that releases them of the burden of those two things. Talk a
0: little bit more about that about 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 um, uh, dealing with being observed, mm. dealing with the audience being there, yeah. and how you deal with that. Talk, I mean. We, we've said we, we, we shouldn't, uh, that's a threshold we have to overcome. Yeah. So how do we overcome that threshold, that particular one?
1: Well, well the is. first stage of that is that you have to accept that the audience are there. Yes. And right you on. have to, you, the fear of judgment of an audience has to be let go of. And the way that you overcome that is that you begin to realise that, that that unless that you let go of that, your work will never be where it should be. Right. So the first aspect is, well, if I continue to try and please the audience, which is insane anyway. Right. Because, like, say we had an audience of 100, mm. they are they are all individuals with their own life experience. And they're, they're seeing the world through their own lenses, their own way of, of thinking. And they watch a production. And that means something different from the person sitting next to them. So there's 100 people watching 100, yeah, 100 different productions, yeah, 100, really. That's right. Right, that's right. So trying to please any one of them is impossible. Uh, And so how do you overcome You have to accept first that they're there and they're part of the process and not to try and fight them. Uh, You know, there is a sort of struggle that can go on between an actor and an audience in a way is that, oh, here I am. I'm here to please you. I'm here to impress you. I'm here to, and you have to let go of all of that. It requires actually you to let go of your own ego. You know, um uh,
0: well, that's we've done podcasts on it before, before. Yeah. yeah. You do have to now. How do
1: that. you do that? You're asking me the technical question of how you do it, and it's through a pro, through the process that I'm now um, working with with students on, and again, um, what I'm seeing is that the the results of that are, are pretty profound because they are over the way that I'm I'm working with them to overcome it is that I encourage the perception in the moment. I encourage them to be working in the moment, and I know that nearly. I know there's probably about a hundred acting coaches out there that would say the same thing about in the moment. But again, I don't think most people really understand what in the moment truly is, because as soon as you go in with a preconceived idea, you're no longer in the moment, and and it's truly getting the actor to work in that way. And there's thing, there's ways of of doing that that I work with them on to to achieve that. Um, and a large part of it is to do with their perception in the moment of what is actually going on, um, the perceptions of the given circumstances and so on, and allowing them to work in a, in a very free manner with that initially.
0: The given circumstances of the piece, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, also, what is actually going on with them as the human being, with yeah. them as the actor? What is actually going on yeah. inside them? Yeah. What? What's, you know, how do so, they feel? So
1: it's a much more organic process. Yeah. Um, and, and not an easy one to articulate in a podcast. It's like it, it's, it has to be something that the actor goes through. And you take them through, and then the realisation, understanding of it is, is released. They go, ah, oh, right, okay, I can accept the audience. I'm no longer trying to to please them or overcome them or doing anything with them. I'm allowing them to observe, to observe me, but I'm no longer involved with trying to, to do anything with them. So, Yeah,
0: no um, signalling to them. No, or
1: indicating to them. Indicating and signalling. Uh, The other aspect is the character, and we've talked about that, and what I get, you know, a lot of the time I'm working with, and and this can be like, this can be such a battle, is that getting the actor to realise that they are the character, and the character will organically appear through them, if they get out of the bloody way
0: is, there you go right that's and,
1: exactly um and again, there's ways of doing that and working with the actor that you can get them to to start to rel- to let go of that more and more and more to the point where they just become a, a real creative explosion in a way they, they don't they're not thinking about trying to please anyone, they're only trying now to be creative in their in what they're doing um and again, I think that's what any great artist does. You know, they, if you look at Jackson Pollock or somebody mm. like you know, the, these people were just trying to enter into a creative state because they trusted that their instincts, their, um, their unconscious knowing of themselves and maybe in an actor's case, mm. their given cir- circumstances would be there for them to yeah. create. Uh, Salvador
0: Dali said, work from your own madness. yeah absolutely uh, yeah yeah, 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 absolutely and
1: we're uh, all a little bit mad i'll tell you and i and i I think that's something that um well it's not madness actually it's not it's not not, yeah
0: what he he was saying was work from your own authentic self yeah work from your own madness it's the same thing and
1: i think that's what i do most of the time i am working to get people authentic in their work getting them their authentic self into their work without Uh, and, and, and
0: uncompromisingly unjudgmentally unself judgmentally Uncompromisingly and uh, without censorship, mm. and, and and I think that uh, if you can do that, then uh, you will be an actor, my son or my daughter.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right. So, um, yeah, so that 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 is the two creative thresholds. Again, I've thought, mentioned this in previous podcasts. You'll probably get sick listening to this, but um, mm. doing a production, Miss Julie coming out in October, we work in that way. There's yeah. actually you'll be able to if you see this production. Um, you, there'll be something that we do at the beginning um, that will immediately um, allow you to see how we've overcome the audience threshold. Not going to tell you what it is. You need to see it <laughs> in order to understand it.
0: Well, I better book my ticket right now. Right. Okay. Well,
1: we haven't released them yet. But anyway, I'm letting people know about it because uh, we'll let you know soon about that. Okay. And um, yeah. Okay. Speak to you on the next one. Cheers.
0: You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.